Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm Dee Owens. You can follow our Instagram page at wine underscore wisdom podcast and our Instagram page at wine and symbol wisdom podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Amanda Burke Jaworski. Welcome to the show. Thank you. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And at Wine and Wisdom Podcast, I wanted to make sure that it was important that we brought up these subjects and talk about such a heavy subject. Um, so I sit down with Amanda today. She's author of A Different Ending. Um, and again, thank you so much for being here. Before we get started on today's episode, I do want to put out a disclaimer um, for today's episode. It may discuss information related to intimate partner violence, domestic violence, and dating violence. If you are triggered or would like to speak to someone at a confidential advocate, you can call 24-7, the well number at 213-740-9355. So hi again. Hello. Welcome to the show. So Amanda is author, like I said, of a book called A Different Ending. And it highlights a story of a domestic violence. Um, but um, we want to talk a little bit about the life um, before and maybe like what was the inspiration behind the book before we get into the book today. <clears throat> so I know growing up, um, you went through something and was that kind of the inspiration behind the book? So when I went to write this book, mm -hmm. I had no idea that this was going to be the topic that I, I'm writing oh, about. Okay. I sat down with my laptop and started typing. I had no outline. Okay. I, I had nothing. I had a laptop and that was it. But as I was telling the story, I decided to take it towards domestic violence. Okay. Because as a writer, I want to be able to write something that I know that I could connect with. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it would be such a dry sounding book if I didn't have those feelings personally. Right. Absolutely. So I took it to that. And domestic violence is so taboo. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nope. At all. So... That's why I lean towards that. So you did go through some things. Yep. So when you said that you can relate to, um, was the whole story based off events that you had or did you take bits and pieces of the story? Um, what exactly was the inspiration behind the book? So when I was younger, I started dating this guy mm -hmm. and I was young. Um, I started dealing with domestic violence as a senior in high school. Wow. So I ended up becoming a team mom. I had my daughter and we got our own apartment and mm -hmm. it, he was very violent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was struck, I was pushed, I was hit wow. physical, like emotional, sexual, every, like he was just not a good person. Wow. So when I was writing this book, I just, it was just natural to take it that way. So you said you were young. How do you remember how old you were when it started? I was 16 years old. 16. Yep. 16. Wow. And what particular events probably like stuck out the most to you? So, you know, as like a high school girl, when you're dating somebody and they're possessive, like, People don't realize that that is a red flag. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think because we're so young and naive, we take it as like, oh, he cares about me so much. 
he doesn't want anyone else around but us. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. And then the first time that I ever dealt with physical violence, we were arguing and he punched me right in the jaw. Like just cocked back and hit, and he's 6'3", like I'm tiny. Yeah. So I went flying. <laughs> and um, I mean, I had two parents who my mom was so involved in everything, mm -hmm. but I still hid it. I was able to hide it because when you're in a relationship like that, you kind of have a trauma bond. Right. It's really hard to deal with in high school, but mm -hmm. it's easy to hide. Right. Hard to deal with and easy to hide. Right. So you, you were 16 when this yep. started and you said you were hiding it from your parents. Mm -hmm. Did you have anyone that you told or had a confidant and kind of was like that tried to help you get out of the situation or anything? I hid it for years Wow. because I did not know what to do. My mom and dad went through violence in our home. Okay. But as I grew up, my dad, my dad was a good father, mm -hmm. but they, he wasn't a good husband. But as I grew up, he mellowed out. Okay. So I had this picture, like, if my dad mellowed out with my mother over time, he'll be mm, fine. He'll eventually got stop. It. Okay. So that's, that's why I didn't tell anybody. Got it. How do you think this relationship and what you were going through at such a young age, like, affected your high school years? Because I think back to high school, and, like, I feel like those are such, like, pivotal moments in your life. I missed out on a lot yeah. because of being with him. Right. So was it like he didn't let you go places? Like what exactly? He was very, he wasn't sociable okay. at all. He was when we were younger, mm -hmm. but he wasn't as we got older. And he did have mental health issues okay. that he did not take care of. And I think mm -hmm. that contributed to it. Absolutely. And that's where the violence came from. It was hard. It made high school a nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare. And... Then you got, you were pregnant and were you out of high school or were you still in high school at this point? I found out 10 days after I graduated okay. that I was pregnant. Wow. Yes. I was 17 and I was 18 when I had my daughter. And still dealing with? Yes. Okay. Until she was about 13 months old and then I finally left him. But he ended up signing his rights off on her wow. and I met my husband and he adopted her. So that's Aww. all she knows. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. She's a Jaworski. That's all. That's awesome. I want to talk about like, cause you have a beautiful ending and, you know, having a husband who seems like he's a really good mm -hmm. support system and a good guy. Um, so we'll definitely touch base on that. But when you said that you left him and um, what was like, was there like a final moment? Like, like, okay, this is it. I, I can't do this anymore. Like, was there like a pivotal moment when that happened? When I, people think like, they kind of look at me a little weird when I say this, but I mean, I've been through, I was knocked unconscious. I've been through so much physical violence, but we were arguing and I was holding my daughter hmm. and she was just over one years old. And he actually struck me when I was holding her. And you would think like three years ago, like that yeah. would have been enough to leave. But when he had hit me with her in my, like that, I, I couldn't. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Because if I, if I moved to dodge that hit, 
she could have been hit. Yeah. I could have hit the foot. Like it could have been so much worse than it was. I, I was done. That was yeah. it. It was so, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely like the, the like moment where you decided to, that you had such to leave. A, like a mom thing, a mom. Yeah. Being a mother, just like that was it. Outlook. Yeah. Yep. And how long did it take for you to leave? How long were you in the relationship? I started dating him when I was 14, wow. just 15. I'm sorry, 15 years old. And yeah. then I left when I turned 19. Okay. It was not too much after that. Yeah. So it went on for a while. A while yeah. I was scared to leave because he would threaten me and he would threaten my family and he would follow me. And wow. he, it was just so toxic. The toxicity of it was terrifying. That's just, I mean, all of, all of relationships that are like this are, you know, I feel for them, but I just feel like just thinking back to high school and like how young and like, I just feel like this was not a thought in my mind. Like me personally, like that a, a friend of mine possibly could have mm -hmm. been going through this or like someone my age going yep. through a situation like this. The like, majority of domestic violence starts at 15 years old. Statistically. Wow. And 15. Yes. And I don't think people realize that. Until I, I, I definitely didn't. Um, like I said, I, I don't, sorry. I don't, I don't think like this was ever talked about. Um, and I think that's the problem. Yeah. It's not talked about in schools or amongst your social circle or anything. Yeah. Speaking of like statistics, I did find some statistics that I quickly want to go over about teen dating violence awareness. Um, I found this on Demore Mental Health. Mm -hmm. um, I want to go over these really quickly. And I'll also link the website to this so you guys can read these as well. Uh, about 1.5 million boys and girls in high school, U.S., admit that they've been intentionally hit or physically harmed by a romantic partner in the past year. 1.5 million boys and girls in high school. It's insane. And you can't Never fathom thought it. Of that. Never. Because it's hitting. You know what it is? It's, it makes you feel vulnerable mm -hmm. and embarrassed. You're embarrassed because you're going through this and they guilt you and yeah. make you seem like it's your fault and that you're crazy. Even with a support system, I was so fortunate because I had such an involved family. My mom was too involved, I think. But like, <laughs> even with so much love and support, I was still in that situation. Right. So she didn't know the whole time? I think she had little inklings about okay. it. Okay. But, you know, I went overboard to make him sound yep. so great yeah where it was like because i was just covering yep that's how it goes the cover-up mm -hmm. um another statistic that i found is one in 11 female high school students and one in 15 male high school students report that they have experienced physical dating violence in the past year one in 11 and one in 15. i, I it's like I said, like, I'm just thinking back into high school. Like I, it's, it could be one of, it could be like someone like could have been one of my friends. It could have been, been anybody. You know, and I'm just like, I, I can't, it's not talked about enough. Um, one in nine female high school, high school students report that they have experienced sexual dating violence in the past year. That is such I never believe, like, you watch movies and stuff when yes. you're younger, and 
when you're young like that, there's no such thing as no. a boyfriend sexually abusing you. No. And I remember watching movies and things like that and thinking like, girl, seriously, like that's your boyfriend. Yeah. But then when you're in that situation, like I was, yeah, it happens. It doesn't matter if it's a boyfriend or not. When the answer is no, right? I do not want to do this. And somebody still does it and persists. Uh-huh. That's sexual abuse. It doesn't matter if it's a boyfriend or a husband. Absolutely. No, you're so right. And like I, like you were saying, like it's not really a thought. Like no. you would think that. But one in nine female high school students, thirty-three um, percent of young people are victims of sexual, physical, verbal, or emotional dating abuse. Thirty-three percent. These numbers are like insane. Huge. Uh, teens experience teen dating violence are hesitant to seek help because they aren't aware of the domestic violence laws. And I think also at those ages, like you're, you are young, you are naive. And I mean, even now, sometimes I'm, I think I'm, I, you know, I don't think the, the best, mm-hmm. you know, it's all a, grow, a growing experience in life. But at that age, you know, you'll probably believe what he says, you know, he'll change or yeah. you know, he does love me. And if it's your first boyfriend or, you know, those are, you know, your and you're not mentally grown yeah, either. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're not at that mental capacity. It's when just... you're not mentally developed like that, it really, I think it changes the way you could have been. Mm-hmm. Because mentally, you're still growing. So when you have some, the emotional and the mental abuse stuck with me, right. even to this day, and it's been 10 years. Wow. And I think it kind of, as you, as a daughter, you know, as a mother, you build them up, you say positive things. Mm-hmm. So when you're at that age, and you have somebody you love, who you are trusting to love you back, say those things. Yeah, it molds you. Absolutely. I completely agree. One of three of teens involved in abusive relationships have spoken out about the violence. So only one of three mm-hmm. would speak out. This young woman ages 16 to 24 are three times more likely than the rest of the nation to be abused by a partner. 16 to 24 are three times. I think it's because of you're you're naive. You're not you have a different thought process. You're not an adult. I think that's why it's so easy to control. Yep. And it's it's easy to to control. It's easy to I think as far as like covering stuff up, like mm-hmm. making it sound good and just being at that age where you really don't know no better. You and know? it's supposed to be the happiest years of your life. I know. It's- um, half of adolescents who, are ex- who experience rape or physical abuse will attempt suicide. Half. Half of them. And That's it's a huge horrible. number. Um, so those are just some statistics to kind of let you guys see like this does happen and it isn't talked about um like i said i've been out of high school for a few years and i don't still think it's talked about Mm -mm. um a few years (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) we can stick with that i say the same thing um but honestly it's really not talked about but those numbers are real um again i will link the website demore mental health those are some statistics on teen dating violence awareness um, so it does happen and it, it is not talked about. So we no. really need to try to talk about these things, even though they can be super uncomfortable. Um, and it's just, it's scary to think. And I don't think people realize that men also are victims of domestic yes. violence because yes. that's something that 
I don't think you could you can't see it you know what I mm-hmm. mean but it does also happen. there's a big number yes about men being it also they're uh, just more quiet about it absolutely and um especially like I said in in teens um you know even guys they're like you know the girl that that girl they think that they're you know in mm-hmm. love with and they're like oh like you know physically physically but it does happen to both boy and girls men and women it 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 happens um so we really want to talk about and break the silence on Mm it um so let's get into the wine of the day really quickly um as you guys know i'm a cause entrepreneur for a company called one hope Today we are drinking One Hope's Vintner Collection Moscato. It's one of my favorite. It wines. is so good. <laughs> um, I'm definitely a white sweet wine girl. Besides, I like I like champagne and I like sparkling wine. Those are like my other favorites. Um, but you said you like it. You, it is. It's good. I actually likes- never drank champagne before. Really? Yes. I I I. Okay, so I'm more of a, like, I like sparkling definitely more than champagne, but champagne's not bad. But I definitely like, um, like, cavas and brutes and stuff like that. But, again, um, One Hope's Moscatos. You guys can check out my wine shop at www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash Diara, D-A-R-A-H hyphen Owens. And make sure you guys check out this Moscato. It is delicious. And Cheers. I'll be checking that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get into this book. Um, I'm excited to talk about the book because I'm not even a reader, but I will say when I was reading the description and everything, I was like, this book is, this book is very intriguing. And you have some really good reviews. Um, So we'll definitely talk about all of that. Um, But this if you want to tell our listeners about um, your book, it's again called A Different Ending, The Side of Love Less Talked About. Let's get into yeah. what exactly is the book about. So in a nutshell, A Different Ending is about a 19-year-old woman mm-hmm. named Eliza who lives with her longtime boyfriend who is abusive and controlling. A lot of this, I used my experience as a foundation to create a story. Okay. So there is a lot of this in here as far as the abusive scenes that are real. Okay. Um, it is fiction, though, because it's not entirely based on me. Okay. Um, I created this story to make sure that I touch base with different situations of abuse so women, all women who are in any situation could relate to it. Okay. Um, Eliza finally decides that she's not doing this anymore and she wants to leave. But the problem with leaving is the abuse has gotten worse. Mm. Although she's not around him as much because she's in the process of leaving, when they do have run-ins, it is so much worse than when he was with her, which is true. That's what happens. And although he has won over her heart, He's taking control of her abusively. She's relying on friends to Ooh. help her out of this situation. Okay. Because she's afraid to call the police. She's afraid to report it because of retaliation. Mm-hmm. She gets the courage and finally does it the right way. Okay. 
but the aftermath of leaving is what the story's based on. Not so much the relationship, it's the end of the relationship and what has taken place after she left. Okay. It does end in a way that I don't think people Expect. would yeah, it's such Ooh, the ending takes guess. a very different turn. Um I don't think when as a reader, mm-hmm. I like to imagine that I know exactly what's going to happen. Right, exactly. So I create my own endings before. But I don't think that people expected what had happened in the end i mean it's a it's a happy ending but it isn't in the same way okay that's your judgment you use your judgment to kind of chalk up a emotional connection to this well i don't know about you guys but (laughs) i am intrigued i'm gonna have to probably read this book before we get into where they can find it and everything when did you think about writing the book? Like, what was, like, I'm going to write a book. Like, when did that happen? Um, I wanted to write a book since probably I learned how to write. Oh, okay. Like, I always grew up writing little things that my grandmother would, like, lo- she'd love. I don't know if she really loved them or not, but she filled my head. So, like, <laughs> I was good, like, yeah. I could do this. And, um, you know, it took three years for me to write it. My father-in-law had died. Mm, um, my so. best friend and my grandmother died two days after I finished writing this. Wow. I made so sure bad. that I finished it before she died. Yeah. Um, it took three years to write this. Unfortunately, my mom died three days before the book wow, was yeah. released. But, like, this is something I always wanted to do. And I'm happy that they knew I was doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Whether they got to read it or not. But um, I, always, I wanted to be an author. That's all yeah. I ever wanted to be. I think that's amazing. And I'm sure your family was so proud of you and are proud of you. Um, And I'm glad that you had a great support system. And I would be so proud. Like, I I don't really hear, especially people in our area doing things like this, um, you know, writing a book. I think that's incredible. And then not only writing a book, but writing such a Maybe not the happiest book and mm-hmm. not the most, um, you know, happiest story or love most story. Most popular yeah, topic. But this is something that's extremely important, I think. It is. Um, and even just in the last few weeks of mm-hmm. us talking and when I had to do some research and stuff like that, I was like, wow, like this is a really good topic and this is something that really needs to be talked about. Um, so I really think this is going to be <laughs> a really good book. Um and I, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna have to read it. And um, I think you guys should too, because it's, it sounds like something that will open everyone's eyes a little bit. I think so. Um, so where can they find the book if they are interested in reading? Because I'm definitely interested, and <laughs> um, I'm sure they will be. So a different ending is available on Amazon. Okay. Kindle. KDP. Okay. You could also, if you're local in Lackawanna County, you could also buy it at Library Express, which okay. is located in the marketplace at Steamtown, the old Steamtown Mall, second floor. The Albright Memorial Library also carries um, this book, so you can take it out, bring it back if you don't want to purchase it. And um, Cali Rose Studios is selling this book. Okay. Um, all proceeds of this book this month. All the profits go right to the Women's Resource Center. Wow, that's amazing. So you guys are not 
only going to be reading a great book, but also helping women out there yeah. that are in situations like this get help. Uh, the Women's Resource Center, if you don't know, they do help women who are in situations right. like this. Um, they help them get like shelter. They um, help them get safety. Yes. They're such a great resource in this community. Absolutely. Um, so if you don't know about Women's Resource Center, um, I will include some links as well. But like I said, definitely support Amanda and this amazing book that she wrote um, and support these women out there who are dealing with situations or who are trying to get out and mm-hmm. get help um, because there's not many resources out there like a Women's Resource Center. Right. So helping bringing them funds and helping women out there is amazing. So, uh, Marketplace is theme town. Yes. Amazon, Kendall. Um, so definitely check out. Um, and please let me know if you do get the book. Um, <laughs> when we do post this, let us know. Um, but I do want to know, like, what's something that you would say to your younger self now, looking back at everything that you've gone through? As much as I don't want to admit it, <laughs> I would say, listen to your mother. <laughs> because um, my mother... Just since I met him at 12 years old, yeah, wasn't a fan, mm. just as a friend. I think she just had, you know, just that motherly feeling, and she was right. She was more than right. Yeah. That's so weird how sometimes parents just have that feeling. And I hate to admit it. I know. But as we get older, we realize that. I trust me. <laughs> and protect yourself. Yes. Um, so I think that's amazing. Now... Really quickly, I do want to go over our, um, we have a daily affirmation segment where we pick a daily affirmation and we talk about what it means to us. Um, so Amanda's going to pick a card. They're kind of shuffled up and she's Let's just going to choose what one. I, get. <laughs> I think I'm going to take this one. Okay. I like the idea of these cards. I, I like to do the daily affirmation because um, I just feel like it brings some type of positivity to the episode. And I like daily affirmations. I feel like um, they're really good. In the one episode, we talked about this app called I Am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically has daily affirmations to your phone. I have a reminder that comes on every couple hours and it just gives me a daily affirmation. And it's really nice. Let me see the last one I got was I am surrounded by people who encourage and support healthy choices. Like it's just good, good feel good, you know, something good to have. Exactly. So my daily affirmation is I choose what I become. Ooh, I which I like perfect. this one because nobody should take control over you. Yes. But you are in charge of yourself. Yes. You protect yourself. You take care of yourself and the biggest thing, especially growing up, is you are who you want to be. You do not need to become somebody that somebody else wants you to be. And I think this relates perfectly to this whole segment today. I think it's, it's like, <laughs> I like that. It so well. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I especially think this is after, good. After. After. I yeah. could have, I'm not a victim. Yes. I'm a survivor. I think and that's I think the, the most important thing is, especially when you've gone through something that I went through, that you aren't what you went through. You are not physical abuse. You are not the things that you were told. Mm-hmm. You are so much more than that. So I think it's important that you take charge. Yes. And I think like with you, like you took what you went through um, 
wrote a book and now you are choosing to help other women in mm-hmm. a sense. And I just feel like you completely turned everything that happened to you and making it into a positive. And like I said, uh, proceeds going from the book, going to the Women's Resources Center uh, for this month. I think that's amazing. Um, and I think that's just so noble of you and just showing how much you're trying to help out and trying to, um, you know, help women out there that, cause you know what it's like to go through. And like you said, you wanted to find something that you related to. And I think you did a wonderful job at that. Um, and I can't wait to read the book. I think it's going to be amazing. Thanks for listening to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. As always, I appreciate the support. And you guys know I love wine. And if you love wine too, and you want to support causes around the world and nonprofit organizations, go ahead and head to my One Hope Wine Shop at www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash D-R-A, D-A-R-A-H hyphen O-W-E-N-S. listening to wine and wisdom podcast if you guys have been tuning in i've been talking about how i'm trying to focus on my overall health self-care and wellness i want to tell you guys about something that i've added to my daily routine they are goalie apple cider vinegar gummies they are made with apple cider vinegar they contain vitamins b9 and b12 they are vegan gluten-free gelatin-free and non-gmo also they have amazing benefits to help digestion gut health curb your appetite and boost your energy and right now we have a sweet deal for the halloween week you can get 25 percent off using wine and wisdom podcast's promo code wine wisdom podcast and get 25 percent off they also have ashwa gummies super greens and super fruits so make sure you guys check out goalie.com and use our promo code as always thank you for listening But now that we've talked about what you've been through and we talked about the book, I kind of want to talk about your ending or what's currently happening with you and who you are today and basically what you went through and how it played out in your life today. So now I am a mother of two children. I have a 10-year-old named Alexa who was born on Valentine's Day. And I have a son, Jojo, who was born on Christmas Eve. Wow. So I have two holiday babies. That's awesome. Um, I reside with my husband and my children. And I am just a busy mother. Yeah. That's like what I do. Yeah. Um, now I'm trying to advocate for women in all kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. So I'm using my time for that. I also illustrate book covers. And wow. I am so busy with everything. I love that. So what else do you do? You... Dude, what do you do? What's your like um, go-to thing to do to kind of give you peace? Is it writing? Like, is like I haven't actually written a lot because now that I wrote this book, mm-hmm. when I write down, when I sit down to write, like now I feel like I have to like really write. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no like play anymore. Yeah. But honestly, I just like to hang out with my family. Yeah. I like to do things with my kids and my husband, or I like to go with my husband we go out in the quad and nature a lot that's kind of how we get our peace our zen out got it just quiet yeah fun not around a whole bunch of people i completely understand <laughs> i'm like a homebody in a sense like sometimes i like going out but then like sometimes i'm like i just want to be home and like 
just chill on the couch and just you just find us in the woods <laughs> we don't have the kids are in the woods on yeah. the quad i like to paint and oh yeah painting's relaxing crafts paint. and all that yeah anything artistic i love got it do you think you'll write another book or yes yes i'm actually when i sat down to write that i had no idea that i was going to take it to that direction okay yeah now i'm kind of trying to plan the next story as okay. an author, I want to write fictional books that are based on real-life topics, mm -hmm. domestic abuse, um, sexual abuse, drug use. I lost a friend to drug use, and I think mm. she has a very important story okay. that I could use to create to help others. So I'm just trying to figure out if I want to continue with Eliza's story yes, or start another story for somebody else. Yeah. I think either direction will be good, like, because I feel like people may want to know what happens with Eliza. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, you know, if you decide to write another story, I think either direction is good or, you know, eventually do both. I'm all here for it. Um, like I said, I think what you're doing is great, especially coming from this area. I, I love to support anybody in our area that's doing something Um besides the the norm of what everyone's doing um, <laughs> I, hear that. I, I truly i don't know i just i think it's great um i wanted to the last question i had um what's something that you would say or a message that you would say to maybe a teen um or anyone really any woman that or men that is going through a situation like this um and and what what would you say so I will be talking to students at Scranton High School okay. within the next, before November. And as I'm thinking about what I am going to say to them, my biggest thing is to please reach out. Okay. You need to reach out because the longer you keep yourself in a dangerous situation like this, mm -hmm. the worse you're, he deteriorated me. Yeah. I had to build myself up. Right. I was fortunate where I had met my husband and friends and family, but it doesn't always end like that. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner you get out, the sooner you'll find peace and happiness right. because everybody, you, that, you deserve that. That is your right. Absolutely. But please reach out. You will get help, whether it's from the police, mm -hmm. um, centers in the community, family and friends. Nobody will turn their back. They will right. help you. Yes. Um, and I know a lot of the times the tactic that they use is no one will care, no one will believe you, yes. and no one will love you. Please find someone that you trust or someone that you care. Um, someone is going to care and someone is going to find a way to help you. There, exactly. Like I said, especially um, there are resources out there. There may not be many, but there are resources out there. So please find someone that you trust. Um, don't wait too long and there is help out there but i just wanted to say thank you so much for being so open and um sharing your story and talking about your book thank you um, for having me you are very welcome you said you're going to be speaking at scranton high school soon um yes because of covid of course now i have to do it virtually on zoom okay but 
I'm so excited because when I was in school, that wasn't talked about. I was just going to say that. My friend, um, she teaches family consumer sciences. Okay. So they teach you how to raise a child and they teach you how wow. to pay your bills and handle oh money gosh. and cook and sew. Where was but that? Where are the classes for something like this? No, there's not. So she's turning those tables and she's touching on this subject. And it is amazing that she's doing that. Absolutely. No, I, I really love, and even you, that you're doing this and speaking because we never had seminars like no, this. Um, and like I said, it's not talked about. And maybe one girl in that audience that you may speak to, or maybe one girl that's listening to the podcast today or someone's listening or whatever the case may be and realize like, okay, like this is my sign yeah. or there is help out there and we'll hear your story or hear about the book and that's all we want and i yes. i think that like i said what you're doing is great um again please check out amanda's book a different ending a side of love less talked about um again it's available on amazon and if you're local please check out the marketplace at steamtown sorry again. the cali rose studios in dunmore okay yes cali rose studio in dunmore and albert memorial library yes um again Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.